Rock City, welcome to another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, and if you're not fired up right now and a Toronto Rock fan, I don't know what's wrong with you because we are into the playoffs, finally. It is here Friday night at First Ontario Centre. It all kicks off with a matchup against the Halifax Thunderbirds. And unlike the conference finals and the NLL finals, this is a one-game winner-take-all Eastern Conference semifinal game. So the winner is moving on to a best-of-three Eastern Conference final. The loser packs it up and gets ready for free agent frenzy this summer and the draft. We don't want to be in that position, Rock City. We want to be getting ready for a second-round playoff game, a second-round playoff series, that is. And the only way we can do that is with your support in the stands on Friday night at First Ontario Centre in Hamilton. Great tickets are still available. Game time is 7.30, so you got a little extra time to get there after work. And, of course, the GO train runs right into West Harbour GO in Hamilton. You can take the Rock City Express for free with your Toronto Rock game ticket directly from the GO station right to the arena. It takes you right there at no extra charge. So you can even take the 6 o'clock train out of Union and still get directly to the arena for opening face-off just after 7.30. So fantastic uh, game coming up this Friday, a matchup that I think everybody's excited about. The Toronto Rock and Halifax Thunderbirds have played some awesome lacrosse this year against one another. Thunderbirds actually ended up winning the season series, a one-sided victory for Halifax early on in the season in Halifax, a very tough game in Hamilton, an overtime win for Halifax, 14-13, back in the middle of January without fans in the building, which was really unfortunate. But, of course, the game was broadcast on TSN, so everybody got to see it. And then back just a couple of weeks ago on an Indigenous Heritage Night on April the 16th, the Toronto Rock played probably one of their best games of the season in a 15-7 win over the Thunderbirds, which clinched the Toronto Rock second spot in the East and the right to host a home playoff game here in round number one. So exciting times ahead this weekend, and we want to make sure you're there, Rock City. So don't be shy. Grab that ticket now. We have so many great options to get you into your seats for this uh, weekend. Of course, you can just go the real simple, easy route. Go on to Ticketmaster.ca and grab yourself a ticket, or you can give our ticket office a call or visit TorontoRock.com and jump into either a playoff pack or... If you are thinking about getting the season membership for next season, you have a great, great incentive in front of you right now. You can put down a $50 per seat seat deposit and get a free ticket to Friday's East Conference semifinal game against Halifax. So that's a free ticket to Friday's game. I'll break it down for you one more time here. You put down four $50 seat deposits on 22-23 season memberships and you are going to get four free tickets to Friday's game. So this is an awesome incentive for people who are thinking about getting into a season membership for next season. It's something you want to definitely take advantage of uh, leading into Friday's Eastern Conference semifinal game. Exciting times, like I said. So to kick off this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access, we are going to jump right into our interview with Toronto Rock goaltender, Rosie, Nick Rose. 
Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, and I am currently joined on the program by number 66, Nick Rose. Rosie, how are you doing? I'm good, Hammer. How are you? I'm doing well myself. This is uh, an important week. It's one that everybody looks forward to. It's the start of the playoffs. It is Friday night, the Toronto Rock and the Halifax Thunderbirds in a one-game winner-take-all. That's where I want to start right away. Are you in favor of the one game? Would you like it to be two out of three all the way through? Do you care? Um, well, I mean, I guess bigger picture, if it means we get to a championship somehow, then no, I don't care. Okay. Um, but I do think uh, just a schedule with the league, I think it should be a one game throughout. I mean, the NFL does it. Like, I don't really think the extra games really mm-hmm. – uh, I know what I know. In a one game, maybe sometimes a better team doesn't always win. But hey, if you don't show up and you get eliminated, that's on you. So, which really is, you know, when you put it like that, it immediately makes me think it's almost the whole mantra of every single week in the NLL, right? If you don't show up, you're not going to win, right? And and maybe that is a, a strong argument, maybe to go back to one game all the way through. But it does, you know, lead me to my next thing. You know, is like the first round's got to be the most pressure packed of them all uh yeah just in the fact you don't have a chance to make a mistake no like definitely just with the lack of uh space for errors um but i don't know i i do think the stakes kind of get higher as you go throughout the playoffs but um but yeah no this week certainly the first round is uh pressure packed and uh we just got to be ready to roll so this season, the team started two and three, well documented, obviously, by the results on the scoreboard. Uh, yeah. After that, ten and two to finish out the season. Um, you know, was there something that happened at some point early in the season? Anything that you can put your finger on now, looking back, um, that just seemed to change the fortunes of this team? Um, I don't know if there's anything to pinpoint. Um... I do think after that two and three uh, start, we maybe as a group kind of recommitted to each other in terms of uh, preparation. Like we, a lot of video I remember after that uh, second loss uh, in a row, uh, I guess that was Halifax, right? And uh, yeah, we kind of dove into a lot more video. We started doing um, some kind of team workouts where just kind of hold each other a bit more accountable in that regard. But um no, I just think uh, I personally I've been around a long time in that all, and I kind of know no matter how good your team is, you're going to go through uh, ups and downs. And I th- I think uh, we might be pretty fortunate that our downs were early on, and we found a way to obviously have a big stretch. So yeah, no, I think just preparation and uh, kind of a recommitment to each other. So we've heard a lot of guys talk about this, um, you know, I guess higher level of preparation, whether it be like you're saying, workouts, accountability, more video, all that kind of stuff, and, and to see the success. When you look back at your career in the NLL, and especially that with the Toronto Rock over the last roughly 10 years here, um, have you seen this level of buy-in from a team before? Is maybe, you know, do you start to think about the 2015 team that made it to the finals? Like, where does this team rank in terms of just that that buy-in and and – maybe family feeling around the club that, uh, you know, maybe isn't always there. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not always there every season, but um, I don't know. You got me thinking way back. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I know I'm getting old, but I should, my memory should be better than this. But no, that 2015 group was someone special. Obviously, um, obviously, I think it's pretty clear that Terry Sanderson was a motivation behind that year, and we all really bought into that. And I don't think I've ever seen a team buy into kind of a common goal like that before. But this team's pretty darn close right now, and obviously, I, we'll see where things are at in a few weeks. And I, I do think that we got that special group that can make a run uh, towards a title and hopefully uh, overtake that 2015 team in terms of uh, buy-in. And when you look at the 2015 team, it was clear, like you say, the buy-in and and just uh, the emotion that everybody was going through that year. There was definitely some magic in the air. The number of one-goal games or you know, just scoring that key goal late in a game, and the Rock came out on the right side of everything that year even when it seemed impossible unlikely however you want to put it and you almost go back to this past saturday night against the buffalo bandits four goals four through 52 minutes of the game and i i think there were some people that may have turned that game off at halftime if they were a toronto rock fan just because they're down five one at the half and not much brewing right and it and you're sitting there going well we really haven't given up too many goals here, but we can't get anything going offensively. But again, you know, I don't want to be totally cliche here, but when you start to think about it, maybe there was some magic in the air again there because it just seemed like this team, you've overcome almost every little piece of adversity here all along the way, whether it's been lineup changes, injuries, COVID, the flu, whatever has run through this team. Just, I guess, talk about the resiliency of this team and, and maybe perhaps some of this magic that maybe exists here right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about magic, but I, I do know that we have a group that has stuck with it all season long. And, I mean, we've been down <laughs> we've been down early in a lot of games, and uh, Saturday night was no different. Obviously, the difference there was uh, the atmosphere and uh, being in a hostile building, and obviously they got the – road at home uh, throughout the playoffs so for us to uh, battle back and find a way to win was pretty special effort I I think we might have been happy with our effort even if we didn't pull that one out in the second half if if we came a goal short but um, it's just kind of who we've been all season and hopefully who we continue to be as a group uh, just uh, having that composure and I like I, I do think uh this group, maybe th- like after the pandemic, like I know personally, I panic a lot less than I ever did. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just kind of in my head, I'm just saying like, all right, a lot's, a lot's going on here. And we just kind of keep doing what we're doing and it, it'll be okay. And that's kind of what happened when we started two and three too, I think with uh, myself and this group, uh, I just think some perspectives changed around here and uh, the fact that we know that we uh, can kind of come back on anybody uh, down no matter what score is obviously a huge uh, confidence bo- uh, booster. And you're saying just <clears throat> what's happened over the last couple of years with the pandemic has just kind of changed your mindset in general with uh, having some patience, I guess, with certain things? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I just think, um, well, first, obviously grateful we're back plan we've had a full season obviously it, there's been some bumps yeah. along the way here this season with the with the COVID thing but um 
No, I just think during the games, like maybe prior to the pandemic, uh, felt that pressure a lot more during games once once he got down. And I, I just think now we're just kind of a group that, all right, we're here. We're lucky to be playing lacrosse right now and uh, just kind of keep putting our best foot forward and see where we stand at the end of the night or at the end of the weekend. Let's talk about the captain, Challen Rogers. Uh Three goals in the fourth quarter, and the, I guess the, what would it be, the sixth and the seventh goal, the tying goal, and the uh, get you to within one goal goal. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Like, his shot, I know I <clears throat> probably exaggerated it a little bit in the game story um, with just the way he shot that ball, the the goal, I guess the sixth goal of the game, his second in the in the fourth quarter, I mean, his windup is always gigantic and <laughs> awesome, but uh, it, it was like he was shooting that ball through the net. Like, and then his his fake on the crease to beat Matt Vince. Like, what do you do if you're a goalie? Like, I, I, I like Chow can go anywhere. It seems like when he's coming across, his body can twist and he can put that ball anywhere he wants in that net. But that fake that he threw as he came just seemed to buckle Vince in a way that you don't usually see happen. And then he just kind of, he's got the whole net to shoot at, but like, I guess first just talk about Chal and, and just that performance in the fourth quarter by the captain. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, along with, uh, quite a few other guys, he probably wasn't too fired up with, uh, how he was playing in that game, but he's been doing that all year where, uh, when we need a play and it doesn't necessarily mean a goal or, or at a, a point, it might be a big loose ball or a turnover. He just is always there for us. And, uh, yeah, that game was, uh, or I guess that quarter was a special effort by him. And I think that was kind of him just throwing us on his back and just saying, all right, like, playoffs around the corner, this is this is on me. And I, I think, obviously, his, his heavy shot can go on anybody. But, yeah, the fakes... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to say I feel felt sorry for Vino <laughs> on that, but I get that in practice all the time. So, yeah, um, I've learned uh, I've learned what I need to do to try and get a piece of some of them. But um, I'm not going to be giving other goalies any tips <laughs> right now. But no, pretty pretty unbelievable move on that one, and uh, and quartered by him as a as a leader of this group. Yeah, and to speak more about that quarter, seven goals in the fourth quarter. So the best offensive quarter of the entire season is the, oh, la- wow. is the last quarter of the whole uh, of the whole regular season. So that was that was kind of cool too. But um, and this is just one of those quirky things that I pick up on. But at at the half, you guys are down five one, and who trots out there to do the interview? At halftime, but Challen Rogers, and all I thought was Saskatchewan. <laughs> he did the halftime interview when the team seemed like a couple years ago in 2020, yep. and definitely regarded as the team's biggest win, character win, um, on the road in Saskatchewan a couple of years ago. And Chal does this halftime interview that's kind of like, "We're good. We're on. We got this, right?" And not quite the exact same tone, but as he stepped into it, I thought hmm, maybe. And then even going to the fourth quarter, I remember watch, I'm watching the game from home uh, with my wife, and I just turned to her, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're coming back to win this. And, and it was just like one of those weird things, and then it just happens to be that Challen is the guy that, uh, you know, kickstarts everything, and then Tom scores that goal, uh, you know, that just 
Tom being Tom, right? I mean, 47 goals. What can you say about that guy? Uh, unbelievable. He probably hits 50 and sets a new team record had he not missed the two games he did. But um, talk about Tom's season this year and just what he's meant and even just to watch him grow as a leader with this team, I think, too. Yeah, I mean, um, he's ha- obviously had a pretty special season, and I think um, I think he's – Starting to learn this box game. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he uh, Tommy's been great since he got here in Toronto, and we know what he's capable of every single night. And he's obviously uh, put a lot on himself to even elevate his game uh, higher this season and be one of the best players in the world, which he is, obviously, uh, in both field and box. And, yeah, no, he's... Uh, taking the reins up front and uh it's been awesome to see um his growth but um he's kind of one of those guys that you can just tell just wants to win more than anything and he doesn't care about uh if he scores or or not and we have a lot of guys like that but yeah no Tommy has obviously been unreal I think a legit legitimate MVP candidate here this season but um, that's funny what you were saying about Chow's interview, though, because, uh, yeah, that, that like, he obviously represents a group. Like, at halftime, we didn't have panic. We just kind of said to each other, look, we, we know it's a bit tough sledding right now. Just kind of keep going. And what we've been talking about, just sticking with it. And at, uh must have been the first TV timeout in the fourth quarter, eight minutes left or something. I actually – we were down 7-5 and starting – get going I felt like and over talking with Hutch I said I I think we're gonna win this game and Hutchie just kind of looked at me and was like yeah it's coming and then bang bang Chow tied it up and then obviously we had five minutes where it went kind of bonkers and yeah I think that's just who we are right now it it was it was a crazy game It, it was uh you know, fans listening, if you want to go and rewatch the game, you can go to the NLL's Facebook page and watch uh, rewatch any game. You can jump on there and watch that game from Saturday night. It was a fantastic uh, regular season finale. But just to shift back to Tom for a little bit there, just uh, I was on a conference call uh, eavesdropping in, as I uh, like to do with the TSN uh, broadcasters this morning. And it, it, Tom's, like, he's so... Thorough, obviously, I think, in his preparation, his work he puts in. Um, you know, when we're trying to set things up this morning, he's talking about he's driving here to shoot with this guy. Then he's got a lift at this time, and he's trying to squeeze this interview in. And 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 he's a new dad on top of all this. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he just keeps talking about, you know, getting better and figuring out the box game. And I know we're kind of joking about it, but, you know, I, I think that, like, do you think sometimes maybe even when players are just thinking about, I, I just got to get better and they have that focus, it kind of just keeps them driven and I guess focused in a real positive way when it's not like, oh, how are we going to win this game? How are we going to do this? How are we going to, it just seems like some guys seem to have that just, and you know, you kind of hear that from, you know, Sidney Crosby in the off season all the time you hear, oh, this summer he worked on his backhand, this summer he worked on his wrist shot, this summer he worked on, you know, his edge work, his face-offs, whatever. And he's like, I just want to get better at that part of the game. And I I see a lot of that in Tom. Like, just the way he approaches this game is a little bit different and pretty special. 
Yeah. You bringing up Crosby, was that because of the Penn's win last night? Oh, or? did they win last <laughs> night? I wasn't sure. Um, uh, well, we, we won't go off onto that. But, yeah, that was a big win for them. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do think um, the the best players in the world do kind of break it down to that. Like if, if they can recognize uh, a few parts of their game that they can get even better at and just <laughs> start to dominate in that area, then it's only going to ma- make them even better. And uh, Tom kind of has that mindset. And I think, I think we do have a lot of guys like this where just have to focus on you being the best as an individual. Like... No matter what's happening around the team, around the league, I know that if I'm prepared and ready to give our team a chance to win, then then that's what I got to be doing. And same as Tom and same as Challen and Dan, where as a collective, we want to be the, the best we can individually, which obviously allows the team to be the best that we can be. Well, let's shift gears for a little bit, and then we'll circle back to Halifax to wrap things up. But... Um... Junior lacrosse season is uh, on the horizon. Junior B is underway. Junior C is underway. Yep. Junior A coming up. Um, you're obviously still involved with the Orangeville Junior A Northman as a general manager this year. Your first run through that uh, as making all the player decisions uh, along with your them? along <laughs> with your <laughs> along with your people, but ultimately, like uh, you're responsible for all this, right? So, yep. uh, how's that been so far? Um, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of work, obviously. Um, a lot of stuff that I didn't realize <laughs> a GM had to do. I mean, I, I was assistant GM for a long time, but I just kind of got to go to the games and be involved in some <laughs> trade talks and whatever, but, um, didn't really have to worry about all the extra stuff, but no, it's been fun and, uh, everything's coming together pretty good. We, uh, we have our home opener next Wednesday in, uh, Orange Roll and, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about getting people back in uh, the arena and getting a chance to watch this team play. We're, we're pretty uh, excited and feel like we got a team that the community can be proud of. Uh, obviously, we still have quite a few players away still at school, which is the same for a lot of uh, junior teams. But we're hoping uh, we're hoping to make a run at the end of the summer to the, towards the Mental Cup. That's always the goal, and we'll see where, where we're at uh, come playoff time, obviously. We haven't had a mental cup for a few years, so I, I'm not sure where teams all think that they stand, and we're going to hopefully find out early on. But, no, it's been a lot of fun working with the guys that, obviously, our coaching staff that I hired and all my buddies. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it's been good uh, to kind of go through the process. But once the games get started is uh, what I'm really looking forward to. The defending mental cup champions. That's true. Yeah, 2019. It's crazy that that we're still the Minto Cup champions. Obviously, St. Kitts won the Ontario last year, so in our mind, we're chasing them. But um, but no, we're uh, we're excited. Uh, we will be having like our banner raising night on uh, on alumni night uh, in July. So um, yeah, a few things that we uh, finally get to do after a few years off. Nice. All right. Well. Before we uh, again shift to Halifax, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're watching because we get we get positive listener email feedback on this segment. So, um, oh, you get much feedback. Uh, well, we we have uh, one very loyal 
uh, emailer. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> so, but if you do want to send in anything you want to hear about on the show, send it to total access at torontorock.com and uh, we'll try and chat about it. But uh, anything new popping up? Uh, yeah, I'm into the standard stuff that's probably popping off right now. Um, Moon Knight on Disney. Uh, obviously, okay. I'm a huge Marvel guy. Not going to lie, I, I do really like it, but I haven't been put in more of a mental pretzel than I have with this show before watching a Marvel. Uh, yeah. I I don't really know what's going on, so I, I might have to rewatch this one if I think... Uh, actually, today was the finale. I haven't had a chance to watch it, so oh maybe <laughs> maybe tonight. But um, um, if I'm still confused, I might rewatch it because, uh, yeah, it's not one that you can have your phone going. and yeah. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts. But then... Um, but Marvel doesn't miss. They just don't miss. Actually, Doctor Strange, I think, is out tomorrow or Friday. So, Multiverse of uh, Madness. I'll be checking that out probably this weekend after uh, after the playoff game. But um, what else? Uh, Did you watch uh, part two of Ozark? Oh, yeah. I'm a few episodes into part two. It is uh, something. Uh, yeah, it's I a, ripped through it on the weekend. Oh, you're done it. Oh yeah, I no just way. Decided to rip through the. Uh, yeah, I got a few left. So, it, it's funny because we watched part one. That was kind of during one of the lockdowns, so we watched part one all together, the house, mm-hmm. and then uh, sent a message in the chat. Was like, boy, so part two's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but we're all diving into it separately because we got a bit different schedules right now. So. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the ending of that. I got a couple episodes left. And then um, what else did I just get back into? Oh, Barry? Do you watch yes, Barry? Yes. Yeah. That was going to be the next one I brought up. I, I, we just watched it the last week, basically. Went through season one and oh, two. Oh, yeah? And then, yeah? Oh, right yeah. Into, it's great. And I thought, <clears throat> I thought originally all of season three was up. No, it's it's a slow burn. Oh, the first episode, and okay, well, yeah. It's a slow burn, but no, it's a great show. Just one of those that's kind of a mix of like a dark story, but it's actually funny. Strangely hilarious. Yeah, and Bill Hader, like he's just awesome. So yeah, no, that's uh, what I'm into. Obviously, NHL, NBA playoffs are always on the TVs at home, so. So there we go. So who do you got? Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Stanley Cup. Who's going to be in the finals, and then who's going to win it? I mean, I really Pick want... the right teams. <laughs> I'm not picking the Penguins. That's wrong. Okay. You're 0 for 1. <laughs> is DeSmith going to be all right or is cramps too much? I don't even know. Like, they weren't even saying it was cramps. They said lower body entry. I would yeah. not be surprised if Louis Domingue is starting That guy night. oozes confidence. I like him. <clears throat> he is very calm. And yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But no, so if I'm... Oh man, it's tough not to pick the Leafs. Like you gotta like what they got going on right now. All those guys seem to seem to get it a little bit more than they have ever. But gotta go Colorado in the West. There's just they're just too good. Um, in the East, it's gonna be a dogfight in the East. I mean, hard to pick against Florida this year. I'm going Leafs. All right. Yeah. I got a uh, Pitt-Washington conference final for the nostalgia and Pittsburgh, of course, advancing. And then uh, I got Colorado-Calgary on the other side with Colorado advancing. And then Sid versus Nate, obviously, for the storyline. And the grizzled veteran, Sidney, raising 
his fourth cup. The cup yet again. Yes. That's not biased That's at all. That's the story. Eh? That's the story. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no, the storyline. That, but yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to the the first round's awesome for NHL just every night multiple games and obviously just that <laughs> triple overtime game last night was wild, so It's crazy how not only the players ratchet everything up, but the fans are going bananas from the opening puck yeah. drop and they don't stop, which is something that's been pretty cool. And that actually, we can circle back to the fans in Hamilton. I and I mentioned it. I think talking to Jamie or Maddie, somebody recently too, was just this level of like intensity from the fans. It's totally different now, and I think we're seeing it in the playoffs here in the NHL, but and in other sports, it just seems like everybody is so thankful to be back in arenas and watching sporting events and it's like give me something to cheer about because i just want to yell and scream and be happy (laughs) yeah no it has been uh obviously it's been a long time coming for a lot of people getting back in arenas and um yeah hamilton it's been awesome the atmosphere especially the last few home games of the regular season uh was wild (laughs) it was just straight wild and uh they've really gone behind us and Hopefully that continues here into the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, we're excited about uh, how much the fans have been out and just loving it and hopefully just keep growing that. So let's talk about the game Friday night real quick to wrap up. Uh, I'll just ask the easy question here. What's it going to take to beat the Halifax Thunderbirds and move on in the playoffs? Um, it's going to take all of us at our best. There's no question. Um, we talked about how much pressure in a one-and-done is. Um they beat us twice early in the year. We recognize that if we're if we're not at our best, our season's done. So we don't want that. We don't think uh, we think we deserve better with the season we've had. But that only comes with us uh, continuing to play our best. So need everybody at the top of their game and see where we stand at the end of the night. Sounds good to me, Rosie. Well, definitely a. Uh favorite to be a finalist for the NL goaltender of the year award uh yeah <laughs> yeah I know I'm happy about my regular season but it, yeah I mean I, I mean this was something that uh it's crazy I mean you you were uh you just had an unbelievable season this was something that you know again I guess I go back to how we started this interview when I said you know the team's two and three and then gets on this run and you know, you yourself, you know, holding teams under 10 goals, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Which you just don't see, right? And a goals against average just over nine this year, you know, just career-type numbers for uh, for pretty much anybody, you know. and uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just something we've recognized that if we do that, and I'm talking about our defensive unit, um, we're going to be successful most of the time if we keep teams under 10. And obviously it's worked out in our favor. I Happy with how I played this year so far, but uh, by far, or definitely not not finished uh, the job. Right? Any, uh, I know it's cliche, but any individual awards only only matter in a winning season. So we'll see uh, in hopefully seven weeks. But all right, yeah, that's it's good stuff, Rosie. Yeah. All right, well, congratulations on a great regular season, and we look forward to. Uh, Lots more conversations down the road here in the playoffs. So uh, good luck Friday night, and we will do this again soon, Rosie. Thanks, Hammer. All right. Enjoy your day. Thank you. (laughs) All right, that was Nick Rose, goaltender with the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access. We'll be back to wrap it up in just a moment.
All right, back to wrap things up here on Toronto Rock Total Access. I have to thank Nick Rose for stopping by and having what always amounts to a great conversation with the Rock's main man between the pipes, Nick Rose, who just had an unbelievable regular season, second in the league with 13 wins behind Buffalo's Matt Vince, who had 14, of course. He was third in save percentage, uh, just a few points behind Matt Vince, actually. But the biggest one, the most telling stat, I think, the one category where Nick Rose has just a huge statistical advantage is goals against average. Nick Rose's goals against average came in at 9.05. Put that in perspective, Frankie Shiliano in San Diego was second. And in third spot was Matt Vince at 10.1. So a full goal better than Buffalo's Matt Vince. And it looks like it's going to be one of those things where it is probably a pretty tight vote between Nick Rose and Matt Vince for the goaltender of the year. So we'll see how that plays out uh, in the coming weeks when the NLL announces their awards. So something to keep your eye on there for sure, Rock City. All right, so real simple. Friday night, 7.30, first Ontario Centre, Toronto Rock, Halifax Thunderbirds. It's an East Conference semifinal game. One game, single elimination. Winner moves on to a best of three second round series with the winner of the Buffalo Albany East Conference semifinal, which will take place on Saturday. Um, but this is the absolute best time of year. If you're a lacrosse fan, dive into this. Get to Hamilton on Friday night to watch the Toronto Rock and the Halifax Thunderbirds. Or, of course, you can watch the game live on TSN 1 and TSN 4 at 7.30. John Abbott, Pat Gregoire, and Ashley Docking bring you all the action from First Ontario Centre, that trio has done a magnificent job bringing you all the action all season long on TSN um, for all those Eastern Canadian broadcasts uh, that have been national on TSN. So uh, big, uh, big thanks to those guys for uh, delivering all the storylines and making the NLL look great on TSN this year. So great job, guys. Um, the last thing I just wanted to mention, if you do want to jump into a playoff pack or perhaps put down a seat deposit on a season membership for next year and get those free tickets for Friday night as the incentive, just go to torontorock.com and all the details are there under the tickets menu. You can check that out, read up, give us a call, send us an email, any questions. We are here to answer them and make things happen for you and make sure that you've got the best available seats for Friday night's game against the Halifax Thunderbirds. Playoffs are here. We are excited, and we can't wait for Friday night. We hope you feel the same, Rock City. In the meantime and in between time, that's it, that's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. I am Mike Hancock saying we will chat next week.